You're listening to the 1% Factor Podcast with Coach Shakina, where I talk about how small changes and insights can have the greatest impact over time. Whether it's in life or business, you'll learn principles and strategies that when implemented will help you grow your business and design a lifestyle that's in alignment with who you are and fuels your purpose, passion, and vision. And today I have guest Clay Hodges from the Ronin Forex Group. So what's up, Clay? How you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I am glad to have you here. So this is a pretty interesting. So I haven't done a lot of these videos, um, these podcasts on video. So this is actually my second time. I'm actually pretty excited um, to have you with me because you have a hell of a hell of a story or journey that I'd like for you to share with the audience. But before we get into that, can you tell the audience, you know, who you are, what you're what you're doing now? Yeah. So, uh, you know, like my name's Clay. I uh, have been in business and entrepreneur. Actually, you know, my first entrepreneurial adventure was in 2012 and that was here in Nashville. So we were just talking and you're like, oh, I'm going to be in Nashville in like two weeks. I was like, that's where I live. But uh, so my first business was a juice bar here. And this was 2012. And it's me and my brother who's still my partner today. I'm like, I'm like the front man for the business and he does everything behind the scenes, which you got to have that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, so like, but anyway, so we we're both into juicing and vegan at the time. And, you know, I've always been super into health and stuff, but like, anyways, uh, so I've always been an entrepreneur. That business, by the way, went out of business, but we had a spot at the farmer's market. I thought, I realize now, if you ever go to a juice bar, why it's like $16 a juice because like if you uh, you know the price is ridiculous you're like this this is like 20 bucks but like if you want to make any money the margins are so slim unless it's just like the worst produce so so yeah my lesson from that was like all of a sudden it's like we had this big clientele like for one my lesson was show up every day and just show up and like I still do it today consistency showing up and uh and just like be of service to the people around you. And so, you know, just automatically vibed and had fun. And then, but it, so we started to build some, a customer base. So next thing you know, it's just me and my brother in our house, because we lived together at the time too. And we're like making juice for like eight hours. And I don't know if you ever, like, if you have any siblings, but you know, you know, when you get into an argument with your siblings and they're like bringing stuff back up from from when you're like six, (laughs) And I was like, it dude, no, I'm not going to juice these carrots anymore. And then like, it happens in like, marriages juice. too. Marriages too. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I, I haven't gone down that road yet. So, um, yeah, you know, being, making a juice, a juice bar, juice company with your spouse might be a bad idea. So, but that was anyway, so I digressed a little bit, but that was, uh, my first entrepreneurial adventure and, you know, rewind from there, of course, going into my story, you know, I was introduced, I, you know, I grew up in rural Kentucky. And at the time, it was when, you know, uh, pill mills, like uh, pain clinics were everywhere. It's like <clears throat> the late 90s. And, you know, so like, doctor and, you know, talk about it, you hear about it now, like they don't talk about it as much the opioid epidemic, but it's still a very real thing. Like, you know, I think the, uh, overdoses this year or something like uh 70 80k 80,000 like and unlike whatever anything else going on right now you know it's not like debatable if it's real or if it's not real it's like people are dying from like heroin and and overdoses and people don't talk about that so 
but anyways, like that whole world was just became really normalized for me as like when I was when I was young and uh, they were everywhere. So, uh, you know, it's like when I first when I first like experienced uh, an opiate drug and I was like when I was 16 and that kind of transferred over. And so it's just like partying, going to festivals and concerts and having fun and traveling around. And uh, I'm kind of fast forwarding it a little bit. 2006, you know, I get uh, in a car wreck and then all of a sudden, like, I'm the one getting the scripts, just like, like, so, so easy. Like, you know, it's just, it, in retrospect, it was very, uh, like, I guess you would say criminal. I don't know, like with no regard for my well-being as a patient, that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, and then like, it's come out now that, you know, these doctors were encouraged by the big pharma to write scripts out, especially right in Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, where you're from super bad down there too. Yeah. So yeah. And so like that hall just kind of became normalized for me and just like, uh, eventually, you know, I was having fun with just like all the other drinking and partying and stuff. And at the time I was out in Colorado where I went to college and eventually things turned south and, you know, it wasn't fun anymore. And then I realized when I couldn't do this anymore, I, I wanted to stop and I couldn't, you know, and I became a slave literally for a long, long time, like 10 years or something. And so, so yeah, but super grateful for all those experiences. I could give you a lot of horror stories and war stories. I mean, it took me from to San Francisco to, uh, I told you I hiked the Appalachian Trail, right? Mm -hmm. So I did that to try to get clean. I was like, ah, God, I got to get off this. I can't stop shooting dope. I'm going to go hike the Appalachian Trail. And uh, I worked for a little bit, at least, you know. Okay. But wherever you go, there you are, right? Right. And so you're like, not, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. So you're, you're not um, adverse, not adverse. It's not the right word I'm trying to use, but it, it, you're not not used to challenges, right? So you're used to overcoming hurdles, um, going through journeys. Like you had the drug addiction, you had a business that didn't, I don't know, was it at the same time your business that business decided, started after? After, okay. Yeah. So um, you had a lot of hurdles to go through with your with drug addiction and the trail. How long did it work before with the trail when you were doing the hiking? How like, long did that? Okay. Yeah. No, how long uh, were you clean before you maybe have relapsed? Uh, but when I was on the trail, I was like coming off the first like uh, two weeks. So I was like sick okay. and like, you know, detoxing in a tent. It was <laughs> horrible. It was. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. And so, you know, I but on the trail, I was still like drinking and stuff like that. But, you know, it was, it was like at least I wasn't uh, like doing, you know morphine and pills and stuff like that so uh but you know that was 2010 then i met a girl on the trail followed her out to san francisco where she was from and then that's when things kind of went into overdrive 2012 and you know it just it, it got pretty wild for sure i'll just leave it at that but uh yeah and so like 2012 i i come back to nashville get clean uh for this time really like was serious about it and, you know, involved myself in different programs and counseling. And like you had said, you're, 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 you have some family members in that field and stuff. And so like, 
really wanted to like be myself again. And as I did that, I was, I, I was living in a halfway house. I did everything they, they said. I was in this halfway house with like 16 other guys that were like, you know, they would wake up and sleep till like 12. And for whatever reason, you know, I think it's a lot of grace. And, and, you know, I was just like, I want to change. I got to get out of this environment. I'm still very like, I, I need my space. And so I was like, and I finally, for the first, not for the first time, because when I was out West, I was like skiing every day and I've always been a really active person. And so like, I would wake up like five in the morning before the sun was up. I didn't have a driver's license, walk like four miles to the bus stop. And this is like North Nashville, pretty like uh, bad part of town. Let me put it that way. And like on the, on the walk was like, the uh, outlaw biker gang. If you ever, you got like the hell's angels and you got the outlaws and you got like, it's like, they're like up there. And I was like in this halfway house, like down the street from them. So I'd like have to like walk by them and uh, they'd still be up like partying. It'd be like five in the morning and stuff. And, uh, but you know, it was like, I would just put my music on. And the Mm -hmm. more I, I did that, like, I would just literally walk like six, seven, eight miles a day uh around nashville get to know the place and then like uh just like get to know myself because for a long time i hadn't been in my body before and then i was like you know the more i started to get active and like the energetic system turning back on you know i could connect more like a spiritual level to to the world around me and yeah it's actually pretty freeing time in retrospect but then i i've started to read all kinds of books about, you know, different entrepreneurs and like Tony Robbins and like, you know, some of the big hitters, Mm -hmm. Jim Rohn. I would listen, I would just like straight, I actually had a playlist on YouTube and I still have it. It's just called the uh, reprogram, reprogramming. And I would consciously like brainwash myself and try to just, because I'd been like, had this negative thought loop for years from like, you know, when I was, who knows, like three, four mm. years old. And so re-motivating myself because like, if we don't actively take a part in programming our minds, mm-hmm. the world around us is going to program it for us. And that is 100% a fact. So why yeah. not just like, you know, uh, build ourselves up with different belief and, you know, it doesn't mean like you sit on the couch and listen to mo- motivational audios and not do anything. <laughs> right. That's not going to work very well. <laughs> but if you do that and it's enough to get you going and just be like, hey, you know what? Like I I can live a better life. I can like find some purpose. I can be an entrepreneur. Like I can. Why can't I start a juice bar? I know that's crazy, but like I'll just go down to the farmer's market, set up a table, mm-hmm. put a juicer on there. And start making juice and selling it. And I swear to God, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And, that's you know, awesome. and then I'm just like, all of a sudden I'm out there wheeling and dealing juice for five bucks a cup, not making any money because I did not know anything about like margins and business and stuff. But like, uh, it was like this whole new thing. And, you know, I'm never good working for other people. Mm-hmm. And so at least I was kind of back in control. I was learning and I was you know, it's just so much growth going on at the time in retrospect. So um, that's kind of where it started. But like, all of a sudden, and my point is, is that like, I had some sort of purpose in my life that was like positive. And it was like, you know, I, there was a couple relapses 
along that road, 2016 was like a big, you know, bottom for me because like, you know, things got back to normal and things started to go well. And, you know, it just part of the journey, really, I realized in retrospect, because like the stuff that happens to us, I could still be living there. Uh Like, you know, like uh, different, whatever kind of like group meetings or, you know, different types of blank, blank anonymous, which is great. I did that stuff for a long time and it, it was, it helped me a ton, but some people just live exactly where they're at and never grow out of that. Like, Hey, I'm clay. I'm a whatever. And this is what happened to me 12 years ago. And I kind of just trying to in here, trying to get over it. It's like, man, you know, like that doesn't have to be who we are. Like, especially, you know, we have, we can't help something happens to, to us when we're six years old or seven years old and it's not our fault. Right. But it's our responsibility to grow out of that and use it as an asset and a tool to become the best versions of ourselves. And like the places where we experience the most pain can become our greatest assets. Now I, I know for, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I'll keep going, man. No, I had, like you said so many things that, um, I want to revisit one. We got to put the playlist up because, you know, I listen to stuff like that as well. So, Oh, <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For um, sure. I used to do the same thing when I was working in corporate a while back where I would just continuously, continuously play something. So one that I'm, I'm not on board, but two, we don't realize how much that's needed in our world. A lot of the time when we are going through things right we hear like you said we hear a lot of things coming from a lot of different places and what we need is a reprogram you know how to reprogram our thoughts how to reprogram what we do our actions um and sometimes our belief systems because you know what society tells us is what we think we need to know or they think we need to know and it's just not right all the time right you know whatever happened when you were six years old or 12 years old or whatever is not your life story and so and 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 to be able to move past that, a lot of times we just need to figure out how to and get help, right, um, from other people sometimes to to reprogram our thoughts. And so I, I love the fact that you have a playlist. We definitely, definitely got to list that. <laughs> but um, you, what I keep hearing from you is a lot about being your authentic self, right? So you said you were out of body for a while, and I can imagine it's probably because of your journey that you had before, but trying to find get back into your body, be your real self and still move on and have a life. How did you being where you are now and compared to where you are before, how does that authenticity translate to where you are now? How does it come up for you in your business? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how it comes up. Like it's just me being me. I'll tell you how it doesn't come up. You know, like it's not like a thing where, when, whenever I'm doing something that is like against that, you know, I can tell uh, immediately now, right. It just doesn't, doesn't feel right. And usually I like give myself some sort of check or, you know, like if things go, I really do my best to really try to listen to the the conscience that's going on because that is like, you know, you're like, Oh, well, yeah, the, your conscience, but really people are just discrediting that. That's like, a spiritual place that's actually guiding us. The more we can really, really tap into that, it's telling us where to go all the time, you know? But the thing is, is that like, we have all these other voices that are happening, which are like social media, all, 
all the negative programming, which is 24 seven. And you really have to like make a, uh, a conscious effort. It's not as hard as it sounds though, but like, you know, food, the food has so much chemicals in it, the water, the air we're breathing, like, you know, you just being protective of that. It's a journey for sure, but like, <clears throat> it's the best thing you can do for ourselves. So when I'm like, just in alignment and really doing the things like that, I know that needs to be done, which is like taking care of myself, like waking up early, doing my, uh, my, whatever I'm doing, it, whether it's going to gym or yoga class and, you know, writing my goals down. Here's my journal. Like I have a whole like thing that I teach people that I mentor, like a journaling process to do, which is super important. <clears throat> doing the things I know that needs to be done to create a better relationship with myself, being authentic and not authentic. Like it didn't even, it doesn't even like come up. It's not even part of my reality anymore. But for a long time, it was because I was like, uh, God, like, who am I? Right. I had that, uh, that like awakening is, and it was very, very scary and a hard thing to go through. Like, but you know, I think that's where a lot of people are stuck and suffering today. So like, I'll give you an example. Like when uh, I told you that in, in 2016, I had a, you know, a big episode, <clears throat> you know, I'd gotten back on my feet. I was back out of Colorado. I was like skiing every day. I was working on the mountain and, you know, thought I was, you know, well, I was having fun. That's for sure. But I was in a relationship and I thought I was in love at the time, which, but I was like, you know, tied my identity so much into like, this is my girlfriend and I'm her boyfriend and she's mine. And this is like our place where we live. And like, I was just tied up into this. I guess some people call it codependency. I don't know if anybody can relate, but the thing <laughs> is, is like, then this thing happened and like we had broken up. She like cheated on me and it was like a super traumatic thing. Like I got uh, assaulted, ended up in the hospital, broke my nose and like, all this, and you know, they gave me fentanyl and then I'm like in a relapse. That's the very, very short version of it. And I don't even want to go in that because like I talk about it since I started doing these podcasts again, but like, it's not from a victim place and I'll never go there. It's actually the best thing that happened to me, one of them. And the thing is like, all of a sudden, like, you know, I'm like homeless. I'm like sleeping on a friend. I was also a fishing guide. Right. So I was sleeping on a my friends at my friend's place on an air mattress. I don't know if anybody's ever lost anything before. And you're like, I'm on an air mattress again. And then it's like, you know, the yeah. old, the old three in the morning, you have to pump the thing back up and you're, it's like half deflated. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where I was at. So, but I was also like drinking and using and just like super, super depressed. And because, and the thing was, it wasn't just the breakup, you know, after like, years of working through it it wasn't just a breakup it was the question that I had to ask myself like who am I because like I thought that like I was in this thing that's going to kind of last forever and I tied up who Clay was to all these things right so I was like her boyfriend and I lived with her and then I was like working on the mountain right and then I was a I was a fishing guy well you know the relationship ended got my butt kicked and just you know, it's a horrible thing outside of a bar on the main street of a town, a ski town with like 6,000 people in it. So for me, like everybody in the town knew 
Uh, and I was in the newspaper for like, you know, disorderly conduct and stuff. It was uh, horrible. You know, at the time I was just like, my nose is broken, two black eyes, like, you know, like the raccoon eyes. I felt like the phantom of the opera. I was just like, don't look at me. <laughs> Seriously, I'm joking about it now, yeah. but like, that's where I was at. And so like my talk about like my whole ego just completely bashed in, crushed. And like, and so then I lost my job. I lost both jobs. So then it's like, cause I had then my identity tied to like, oh, I'm a ski instructor. And I like all these people on the mountain love me. And then like all of a sudden nobody wanted to be around me. And I was like, okay, well, at least I'm a fishing guide. And that's like a cool job too. And then all of a sudden I lose that job. And then I'm like, you know, then started a journey of like, you know, I came back, came back to the South, came back to Tennessee, you know, with my tail between my legs. Like I, this was a, an epiphany moment I had that like, I, cause I had previously worked in the treatment center. I, I went to okay. teaching yoga. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but I called the guy who owned the place and he was a bit, he was like a pretty hard dude. This place is like a boot camp. It was like men only strict, like strict, uh, 12 steps. Like, you know, you basically sit up in front of everybody and like tell your story and then they're just like rip you apart. And it's like, but it's a very brotherly love type of place. It was, a, it was a great place. But uh, anyways, people didn't, people that came back usually had to do some sort of work program that was like a year long. And so, but I called him and asked him to come back. And, you know, I guess since I worked there, you know, it gave me a break and I uh, was like, well, yeah, we'll, we'll take you back, man. But, you know, you got to get honest with everybody, you know? And I said, yeah, I mean, I already, I already called my mom. I, I called my dad. They know what's going on. He's like, no, no, no. By getting honest with everybody, I'm talking about you got to get honest with yourself. And for me, that was like, I just like stumbled backwards. It hit me so hard. You know, do you ever have like somebody just spit some truth that just like your hair stands up and all of a sudden, like, you know, it just like knocks you back. And that's because what that is, for one, I think it's some sort of divine message coming through. And then secondly, it's a universal truth, which like, which is a principle. And no matter what you try to uncover, it's completely truth. And, you know, truth will always, always topple the falsehoods. Like you can't get around the truth. And there's a lot of untruths going on in our society today. But when you hear some sort of truth, it's like, ah, God, you know, I, and the thing is, is like, the best thing you can do for yourself is get honest with yourself. You know, like, are you the person that you want to see in the mirror is where can you improve? And these are all different things that like I started to ask myself and I thought, you know, it became a lot of grace coming in my life. And, and, you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden this window of opportunity opened because I started to look at like this new life as every day being an opportunity, like, you know, me getting on this podcast opportunity. I can connect with you. I have no idea who you are. I have no idea who your listeners are. All of a sudden we're like best friends, right? <laughs> you know, but I mean, like, why not? Or, you know, I can tell my story. Hopefully somebody out there connects on like a deeper level. You know, I, like I was on heroin, coke, like Xanax prescriptions, all this stuff. And like, and the the thing is, it's not because those were like, I had some predisposition to those chemicals. It was really because I was so disconnected from myself and from my spiritual self and from my conscience that all I could do was like put these things on top of it. 
because I knew I was meant for more. I knew I could do more, but like the disconnect was so painful for my like soul on the inside that all of a sudden, like, you know, I just had needed more and more to like, you know, overcome that and to deal with it and just have a little bit of peace of mind. It's like the, uh, the hungry ghost in Tibetan Buddhism, you know, it's like always, you got to have more and more eating, but it's just like, always hungry because yeah. you're never filled and you know whether that's it doesn't have to be dope it doesn't have to be whatever it could be like sex it could be food it could be you know how many netflix reruns are you going to watch right <laughs> like life's right. happening outside and you, it's a straight up opportunity to go out there and uh be the best version of yourself and for me i just had that that grace and awakening and the thing is is that like any doing anything less to that is a disservice to the same creative force that created me and then delivered me and you know wakes me up every single day so like the only thing i can do is just strive to be like that same person that like you know 10 year old me or 12 year old me would, would be like damn that guy is just a g he's got it together <laughs> he's having fun he gets to do what he wants and like uh yeah. but like the thing is, is like, it's, we are in such an inauthentic world of Instagram and we see all these other people of what they have and they don't have, and they're only showing the highlight reels of their life. And, you know, for me, I was like, realize I've, I've been doing people a disservice by not getting into the nitty gritty of like what made me and is making me tick every day. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, it's just like this massive release of freedom. So like, inauthentic how do you be your authentic self you know so that was a long that was a long answer to that question but uh, <laughs> sorry no worries <laughs> no worries um kind of stepping into the present right and connecting your journey of you know again being your authentic self and kind of figuring out like you said what makes you tick and kind of um going on how did you get to the business that you have now? Yeah. So that, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, like, so along that journey, right. Especially when things just really shifted, uh, I'd already had the the experience with the, uh, the juice bar and was like, just kind of considered myself an entrepreneur the way I was. <clears throat> so then I came back, got clean, same, pretty much the same process. I was like, okay, I'm going to, cause I kind of knew what to do that the next time. So focused on my, my health, my physical health, like, because like anybody that's struggling, that's listening to this. And if you feel like you're stuck, man, go to the, go to the gym or like go for a run first and really just like build yourself up to where you're just like exhausted and you will feel so much better because we have so much energy, especially if you've been in a rut for a long time, especially one of self sabotage and self-destruction and self-loathing which is essentially what a rut is anyways um that's the fastest way to get that release plus it's the fastest way to see results right so because like you you start you start going to the gym you start working out you start going to yoga class and usually there's a lot of fear of walking in the door to begin with like uh god you know i i I don't feel good about myself and my body i don't want to walk into this hot yoga class or uh, I don't want to walk into this gym at, at like noon and all these people in their lunch break are there, but like you walk through that door and then you go once and then you're like, Oh man, I feel great. And then you start, that becomes the norm. And then all of a sudden you're like, 
breaking this barrier of, you know, if you've been sitting on your couch for a long time and it's doing something different and you're, you're walking into your fear, which is 100% what needs to be done. So the physical, you get that back. And then for me, you know, I started to study about different entre- like entrepreneurial endeavors, real estate, uh, Facebook ads, marketing, click funnels, all that stuff. I mean, I know your, your listeners probably know about most of that stuff. I read the 10 X rule, which mm-hmm. is a great book. And then I was like, Oh man, I'm just like fired up. I'm just going to crush it. And, uh, <laughs> so, but at the same time, I found out about markets and Forex trading and, uh, different Bitcoin was kind of coming around the corner and stuff too. And I really just like started to dive into all these online forums about it. And, you know, I kind of realized that like, I, I one had a pretty, I was pretty good at it too. Like it made sense to me. And then two, like it was something that if I really just like went all in on that, like nobody could take away from me because like for whatever reason, you know, we're not taught any of this stuff in school. Our school system's complete yeah. failure on purpose, by the way, in my opinion, you know, why wouldn't they teach us on like how to do your taxes? Well, that'd be good information for sure. Especially when you start making money. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Taxes, investment, like, you know, how to be the best version of self yourself. All right, kids, we're going to go into happy class. How do, can you be happy? Right. There isn't any of that, but like, oh my the- God, my, my kid, right. She in school, she has, they call it, um, oh God, I can't remember the name, but it's like some sort of morning something where they, it's a little bit of yoga. I don't know what it's called, like morning yoga, morning something. And I'm like, mindful, it's called mindful morning or something like that. And I'm like, awesome. they're actually doing that in school. She's 10. And I'm like, since when did they start doing that in school? It's awesome, but it's a realization that they're actually implementing some, depending on where you are, because some of the school systems just horribly suck, but they do have programs in there. Some of them for stuff like that. So I like that. They're just starting yeah, to come around. It should be. It's things. much better than like learning when Magellan, like, you know, landed in maybe South America and like right. filling in a Scantron about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that really applies to life today. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So still, still worried about that. Talk about that every day of my life. Exactly. But yeah. And so like I started to learn about all these different things and like uh, it, like I'd said before, just really like gave me purpose, especially as I'd just been just straight beaten down and ego just checked in all aspects. But it gave me something to like apply myself to and give hope to and like really just dream about, man, what what would life be like if I like actually like just kind of went all in on this. And so, you know, I was working, doing, uh, I got a construction guy, another guy in reco- a construction job, another guy in recovery here. He had like a, basically a landscape for landscaping company. And they, what we did was laid irrigation lines for like new construction sites. And it was like summer, Nashville, hundred degrees, I'd be out there. And then, but all of a sudden, like that motivated me more because I was like, you know, working my butt off all day. And I realized like, there's a lot more to getting clean than just that for some people. Sure. But like, you know, everybody's meant to do more. And so like, then I'd get off, get off work. I'd start reading. I'd start like, you know, following Russell Brunson and all these different like people, like these different gurus, so to speak. And like, who are still doing it today? Ty Lopez, right. That was like, right. When the, uh, 
one of his ads came out that just like blew him up. And so like, I started to follow, I started to follow all these different people. And then like, it gave me hope because I realized like, if, if they can do that, I can do that. And plus I'm like, I'm, I'm going to work. I'm like digging ditches all day, listening to like, you know, like Les Brown and like Eric Thomas and like TD Jakes and Joel Osteen and like all these different people that really just inspired me. So I'm like actively reprogramming my mind. One, I, this is before I got my fitness back or getting there, mm-hmm. which has still been a journey, but you know, it's like the number one thing in my life as well, my spiritual connection is number one, but that just like everything anyways, but like, so fitness, health, physical body to mind reprogramming my mind actively you know, and like consciously reprogramming it, like, mm-hmm. not like, okay, I'm going to just listen to eight hours of subconscious programming. I don't do that, by the way, because you never know what they're like popping in there in like hour yeah. five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, smoke camel reds. Yes. Or who knows what, it, who knows what it is. He knows like, what they're saying. Right. Yeah. 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 So I don't, I don't, I keep it good. Like 20 minute clips of like, you know, uh, Les Brown and that kind of thing or Tony Robbins or Jim mm-hmm. Rohn, but uh, yeah. And so actively re- reprogramming my mind and I just start feeling better. And the more I started to feel better, that opened me up on like a spiritual wavelength, started different meditations and searching that out. Meditations, yoga, big into yoga. I've been talking about a bunch. Uh, it's in all kinds of different ways, uh, the way I really connect and then to, you know, just connect with the world deeper on a deeper level and people around me. And, uh, and then from there, all of a sudden the financial part and the business part, and this is just my journey. You could go backwards, but I'll tell you what, I've, I've made money in being an entrepreneur and I wasn't as, uh, spiritually grounded let me put it that way and mature as i am now uh and you know spent a bunch of money and lost a bunch and like didn't know what to do with it like that was a learning process and you know still is today not gonna lie but like um you know the universe will give us what we're ready for so uh Mm -hmm. for me i just had to really start preparing for it i'm still i'm still preparing for all the good abundance (laughs) coming in you know but like at least I'm actively prepping for it and mm-hmm. uh, that's calling it in and receiving, receiving it. And just beyond all that every day, just the uh, act of gratitude and action, because like, I know that it's just what an opportunity we have, man. You know, if I wake up and I'm like, oh, God, today's going to be a huge day. It's what an opportunity to, uh, you know, experience life help me to be the best version of myself today. So I can just like really connect with everybody. That's the only prayer I need. If I'm the best version of myself that I was created for everybody else around me, all the other stuff will happen. And, you know, I'll be in a better position to deal with life and to deal with uh, whatever may come rather than like uh, uh, the lower version of myself, which I (laughs) kept myself in for a long, long time. I'm talking like over a decade because like I was too afraid of like opening up all the other channels and really it just started with uh, going inwards, you know, a few, a few traumatic experiences. But like, the thing is, is like uh, your bottoms, wherever you decide to stop digging, you know, if you're like 20 pounds overweight or whatever, and you're like, this is stopping now, or like I'm smoking, you know, smoking cigarettes and you've had enough, like that could be it. You could turn the corner. It's, 
not going to be easy, but like, you know, if you've been uh, taking lefts the whole time in a roundabout, that's not very easy either. It's just staying in there, like take a right, <laughs> do something different because like uh, it's much, it's way harder to stay in that cycle, but you only realize it once you start to break the chains and get out of it, you know? So um, yeah. So that's how I got on the business aspect of things, marketing, trading, finance, connecting with people, sales, you know, you name it. It just basically for me, it's become my purpose. Like, it's not even like I am doing, I'm not even working. I'm just like every exercise that I do is just me becoming a greater version of myself, you know? And that's just, so I can show other people that they they can do the exact same thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So one, thank you for sharing. Cause I, I think a lot of my listeners can relate to the struggle part of that, you know, of like having to look inward, having to overcome struggles, no matter what the struggle or the, the issue is. Um, so I, I think that's a bigger component than we often don't allow ourselves to, to like really lean into, right? Like we have to look inward in order to move forward. But like you said, if we're continuing to take lefts all the time, you're going to be in the same circle, just same circle, constant cycle of the same crap and, you know, do something different. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a new year, <laughs> new year's resolution coming coming around and we're going to just do, make another one and not follow through. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um going to wrap it up now, but I do want to ask you to, you know, let the audience know what you're doing now. Where can they find you? What's going on? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, the main hub for all my stuff is Instagram. That's where you like, you can find all my links. Um, and just my name, clay.b.hodges. And, you know, I have a big telegram community and that's more uh, focused on trading. And what I do essentially is help traders, you know, learn how to trade for one. And then once you get proficient enough, uh, find different trading firms that will fund you with capital to trade with. So, you know, like if you can demonstrate that you can manage your risk, that you have a sound trade psychology and that you have a working strategy, then, you know, you there's a ton of opportunities out there for you to actually like get a decent amount of capital to trade with. And, you know, like depending on who you're working with and we match you up and help you find that, you know, you can get 80, 70%, sometimes 90% of your profits. And that's on a hundred thousand dollar account. So from there and up we do, but of course it's all about mindset. It's all about psychology and building the belief system first. It does. And at least that's just my experience. I help people do that, overcome the, their limiting beliefs and of course learn this skill along the way. So, um, but Instagram's where Instagram's where it's kind of like all happening at. I also have a YouTube channel, Ronan four X and yeah. All right, cool. So we'll be sure to include those in the notes for those listening. Um, and also the telegram (laughs) part of it. Telegram. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I have a big telegram community and you know, that's, uh, it's a great place to be. It's like kind of, some people know about it now. It's kind of like WhatsApp, you know, it's, mm-hmm. but okay. it's not controlled by Facebook and it's one of the few things it's not. So, yeah. Can't risk another shutdown. I digress, but. <laughs> right. So. Well, for sure though, you know, like that was uh, crazy, huh? Yeah, it was bananas. It's kind of nice. Yeah, actually, I enjoyed it, but, you know, that's, that's a me thing, not a them thing. But um, 
final question for you before we, we, we close it down. But what is your two questions, actually? Um, right. try, let's try to keep it brief for those listening. But <laughs> okay, well, no, no, that wasn't a that wasn't a I'll do my best. <laughs> I see how it is. Shout at you. Um, what's your definition of success? And what advice do you have for those currently listening and going through the same thing? Yeah, okay. Uh definition of success, I would say to really work on yourself to create the best version of yourself to then offer to the world around you. So like, you know, it's not a, it's not a money thing. It's not a job title thing. If you can focus on that, like where, where, where am I really lacking? Is it health? Is it, you know, my mindset? Am I angry all the time? Fixing that and creating the best version of yourself that, you know, you can, your kids look up to and admire and they're like, God, mom, it's just, she's amazing in every way. How could you be so cool? Or like dad, you know, like whatever. Um, and just aspire to be this, this version of yourself that is some, somebody you would look up to right now, always aspire to that and will always improve for that. And that success, if you can really get that dialed in, all the other stuff will work itself out. And, you know, for some, your second question for somebody that is like listening and just trying to get started or like has a lot of blocks or whatever the, it might be, uh, just don't quit. Like the only reason I'm still around and still doing this is like, is cause I I've had a ton of up and ups and downs and some like heartbreaking losses and some, you know, huge and some huge failures, but every day is a success and now. And I'm just now focused on just stacking wins, stacking wins, stacking wins, small wins at a time. If you focus on the small wins instead of like, Oh man, I just want that Maserati. Or whatever your idea of success is at the time, and that's where everybody starts. Or you just want a better apartment, or you you know want to get out of debt, or whatever it is. The way to do that is to stack wins, like you know, waking up early, walking the dog, going for a run, going to yoga class, like folding your clothes, making your bed, uh, doing a podcast, going to get a haircut. These are just my wins of the day. But yeah. the thing is, is like. Uh, um, you know, connecting with my people, answering my emails. And those are all just like wins that I'm stacking. And that is how, that's how, you know, I'm creating, actively creating real success in my life. It's not like success just happens. It's like these wins that are stacked on top of each other. Flip side of that is we lose and have those heartbreaking failures in the same way, you know, you know, just slap missing on your diet, uh, you know, like, watching that extra Netflix show, like not taking the dog out, not getting exercise, not paying the kids enough attention, not paying your bills, uh, you know, watching that thing on the internet that makes you feel bad all the time or weird, right? Everybody, it's all, it's all out there and it's all accessible. And it's like, which, uh, you know, that saying, which wolf are you going to feed, right? Are we going to yeah. feed that good one? Start to just stack small wins. And, you know, just something that your listeners can do is like, I have a, a victories column when I like journal journal at night. I write down oh, I love my that so much. Yeah. Yeah. So I just write down my victories of like, you know, uh, meeting Matt Cameron, went for an interview, texted, you know, and just like write down all my wins because like one, I have a thing where it's like, if I don't do that, I feel like I didn't do anything all day. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is, is then when I write that down, I'm like, feel really good about myself. And like, that was, when I was at a 
a spot where I'd like never felt good about myself ever. And I started to do that. I realized that like stuff was happening. I was starting to, for once in my life, like push the ball in a new direction and uh, still do that today on my, on my good days, you know, like try Like I I'll, I'll rationalize like, yeah, I just want to go to sleep, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but so the thing is, is like, then all of a sudden you're start writing this list mm-hmm. and people like, if some normal person saw that, they'd be like, dude, how do you do all that in a day? Right. But you're just like, it's because I'm a savage. It's what I do. You know, and that becomes, but that, that all of a sudden that becomes yeah. your identity and that's your identity. And you're like, of course I'm going to win because look at all these victories I've been stacking for the past six months. But it's, all always, I do is it's about perspective too, right? So a lot yeah. of it is, you know, what you consider a small win. And I, I love the fact that you are, you write that out because I, I actually have a same, a similar practice that I teach my clients. Same thing about, you know, being grateful for what you have. You know, you have your gratitude journal, but those small wins do build up to a lot of bigger things. And sometimes we don't give ourselves grace to recognize those things. And that's where the imposter syndrome comes in. That's where you you realize, you know, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. And then you you're able to refer back to this list. Well, well, damn, I, I think I did good today. <laughs> right. For sure. you know, yeah. Right. And, like, and I, like making the bed, taking the trash out, coming home, cooking dinner for your family. That's like, or you, you would think that's like, uh, well, it's just what I do. It's like, no, because some people, you probably had times where you didn't do that stuff and things mm-hmm. became a mess. And then, you know, there's other people out there that don't do any of those things. So like exactly. coming home and you're taking care of your business and it's like, man, you're a winner. You, you are a winner. It doesn't have to be the uh, car or whatever. Um, and, but that's how you'll get those things. Or what's displayed on social media. Right? You don't have, yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> You don't have to right. display it on social media or, or if you want to build a business too, a coaching business or whatever, start showing your little wins, start documenting, you mm-hmm. know, this is what I'm really doing. This is how I'm, you know, so, cause the person that's like, ah, oh God, just like, you know, it's such a chore to like get up and mm-hmm. like take a shower and make my bed. Yeah. Show me how you're doing that. And that's just how it works. Yeah. It builds upon each other on itself. Right. So cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, I want to say thank you to all those who are listening in and we'll be, we're going to put all the links and everything that Clay talked about in the show notes, but until then we will be around. Thank you. And that wraps up another episode of the 1% factor podcast. If you'd like to experience more of this and want to learn how to build a calm, intentional and impactful business, outside of the hustle culture society we live in, go to thefocusceo.co forward slash 1%.